the show. Listen with your ears, understand with your hearts. Namaste, bitches. So come with me on this journey. Just you. It's just me, myself, and Irene. So soon you'll see. It's just me, myself, and Irene. Just me, myself, and Irene. Sweet and salty. Yeah! Let it run. Yeah, yeah. Let it run. Let it run. Have some fun. Let it run. Have some fun. Let it run. Have some fun. Let's learn to love ourselves and love each other. And have fun while we're at it. Have fun while we're at it. Have fun while we're at it. Have Well, hello there, and welcome on back to me, myself, and Irene. Wishing you positive vibes and love and light as always. Yes, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Today, we are talking about... <laughs> oh, um, Shark Week. Not just any Shark Week, but, you know... Checking into a red roof inn, if you will. Mm, that very special visit from Aunt Flo. Some might describe it as surfing the crimson wave. You know exactly what I mean. That time of the month. <laughs> Oh my goodness, it is such a daunting task every month to have to deal with menstruation, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, really don't have to say this to the ladies, because they understand, but the gentlemen out there, they gotta know. Listen, we don't talk about it enough, okay? I really don't think we do. Nobody's talking about the bleeding vagina in the room. Why? Why? We have to deal with this shit every month. So you know what? I'm going to talk about it. I'm not really menstruating right now. But I just want to clear that up. Because I'm sure a lot of us are like, oh, you're PMSing, huh? Oh, look at her PMSing. Yeah. Fucking PMSing, bitch. So no, I'm actually very clear-minded right now. And not raging with hormones because of my PMS. So, you're talking to a very even-keeled, very relaxed, me, myself, and Irene. <laughs> anyway, we do have a lot to deal with as women when we're on our periods. I mean, because not only do we have to deal with the obvious flow, okay? But with that flow is accompanied by cramps, sore boobs, poops, farts, acne, IBS, clots, and not to mention... 
the emotional drain of becoming another person, having all of our emotions and insides turn upside down for five to seven days. And don't come back for five to seven days. Little Veda Sultanfus. Remember that? Why did they make her name so hard in My Girl? Veda Sultanfus. Veda Sultanfus. That's what she tells the young McConaughey. McConaughey. <laughs> young Macaulay Culkin, actually. Asterisk. Veda Sultanfus is a tomboy in My Girl, and uh, she's best friends with Macaulay Culkin, and she experiences getting her period, actually. And uh, she's told by the woman in the story that, you know, it's going to last for five to seven days. So then when Macaulay Culkin comes over to be like, yo, what's up, Veda? Let's go, like, dig in the dirt or read a book or whatever they were doing. And she's like, no, I don't want to hang. And she pushes him. And he, like, slides to the end of the stairs. And she's like, and don't come back for five to seven days. Like, yo. <laughs> if there was ever a... um depiction of what women are feeling when we get our period that should play because that fully describes how we're feeling if you come near us or say something out of the you know things that we find acceptable at that moment we are going to push you with all of our physical might and tell you to leave us alone until aunt Flo has gone home to her ovary home. <laughs> I really, I, did, I guess I really didn't appreciate that because I think at that time I hadn't really gotten my period when my cousins and I were watching that movie. I can't really remember. I can't really remember right now <clears throat> given that it was such a long, long time ago. Yeah, it does. Periods, they just suck in general. And, you know, a lot of girls and women go on birth control um, just to help subside some of these uh, side effects and uh, symptoms of having the periods. And, you know, I never really dabbled in that, but um, that seems pretty extreme, right? Like, that's how horrible it is for us. Like, it, we have to, you know, trick our bodies each month into thinking they're pregnant for them to give us a break, you know? That's how strong, you know, the woman hormones and the womanly body is because it's created to create life. You know what I'm saying? So when you don't create life every month, your body just says, yo, attack, punish this bitch, you know? But if you trick your, every month you trick your uterus and your body into thinking that you're pregnant, that's why it's easy breezy for a lot of these girls, you know. I would think. This is, I don't really know. I don't really know all the facts. I only know some facts, you know. And I would say some facts that I know about periods are they all started in 1930. <laughs> well, the one true fact is that if you're born with a vagine, with a vagige, with a vagajagurushki, then you then you know at some point in life they're going to get their period, you know? So, inevitable. You make it to 10, 
hopefully 12 like me. I think I made it to 12. I know some some cousins of mine and some friends of mine were very young. I know someone even as young as nine got their period, which is just like, geez. If you get your period at nine, you got to have a kid early. I mean, really. You got to force yourself into early menopause because you deserve it. You deserve it, girl. Shit, you deserve your 30s, 40s, 50s. You get your period at nine? Come on. You deserve an early menopause. So push them kids out early, you know what I'm saying? Because you got it early for a reason. Now get rid of that shit early, too. So one of the biggest decisions that you have to make, even from starting from the very first period you get, uh, is what are you going to do to, what are you going to use to sop this mess up, okay? Because you can't just walk around willy-nilly. That's just disgusting. Nobody wants that. So, you know, there's certain options out there, you know, and you usually start off with a pad, you know, and it's it's fitting because you're young and, you know, it's kind of like, in my opinion, I think the first thing you should use, you know, before tampons. I think that's what I did, you know. But the thing about the pad is it's basically a diaper, you know. It's basically just the crotch part of a diaper with or without wings. With or without wings. With or without wings. I heard that on one of their commercials once, huh? And it's not the wings that Red Bull gives you, okay? Although Red Bull might be a good nickname for me if I'm ragging it. Just saying. But because the pad sits between your legs and you have to sit in it, the wings that are little adhesive, half circle, little friendly, flapping wings on the side are there for your protection to keep that pad in place. And hopefully the pad doesn't slide and then you end up getting blood all over in the near the butt crack part of your ass or all the way up in the very top of your vulvicia. Okay? It's like unbelievable. You're wearing this thing, but yet still, still, the blood's going to find its way on your clothes, on your panties, on your sheets, on your towels, dripping on your bathroom floor, on the toilet seat. I mean, you got to clean that shit up, and it's just disgusting. It really is. <laughs> and that's why I'm talking about it, damn it. Because it needs to be acting out. It's horrible. Need to feel our pains, huh? So after the crotch diapers get worn out, because you do get worn out, because you don't really want to do athletic activities, so I've been told I don't really do athletic activities. Um, but I would say there is a comes a time where the pad has got to go, okay? The crotch diaper got to go. And you can't use your mom's, you know, poise. Those things are thick as fuck. They're like mattress pads, yo. <laughs> Have you ever seen those pads? What are those pads? Are you telling me that because they're so thick, that's the absorbency? Like, and the tech, they've gotten the technology down now to like a thin piece of paper. It's just amazing to me that you'd have to walk around with that 
It was like a mattress and the mattress pad underneath it. You know, the box spring. It was a box spring and a mattress that you had to walk around with your legs in. It was unbelievable. Thank God it was the twin size and not the full. You know what I'm saying? So after, you know, a certain time you're, you know, possibly more active and you're the wearing the pads doesn't really fit your lifestyle anymore. You know, so then you graduate to the tampons. But you, like, always know that, like, in, in the back of your mind that, like, you have to make sure you take this shit out in a certain amount of time. Otherwise, it could cause a really horrible disease called TSS, toxic shock syndrome. And, like, the warning is right there on the box. Like, it is serious. You, you have to be very careful. I take that very seriously. You know, I I actually had to take a break from uh, wearing tampons because I have OCD, which is something I've also talked about, and it's like manifests itself in different parts of my life, and it manifests especially like if there's like something bad that could happen out of something. I mean, obviously, I would say that's a normal thing for anybody to feel, but because like. I know that about tampons, and I feel like things like that could definitely happen if you don't, you know, take care of your situation. So I'm constantly changing the tampon, possibly too much times in a day, not really utilizing the tampon to its fullest, maximus uh, absorbency. <laughs> because um, one time, not too long ago, I felt that the tampon needed to be changed. It honestly didn't go in right, because you know how that goes. That's so annoying when the tampon doesn't go in right, and you just it just feels awkward from the very beginning. Men, think about, think about what it would be like to insert a little piece of paper or a little Q-tip into your pee hole, and if you put it in the right way, you don't feel it. But if it puts in a little crooked, you're going to feel it, and it's going to be uncomfortable, and you're going to constantly feel like it's there, and that means it's not in right. You know, you're not supposed to feel it. So this one kind of didn't go in right, and I was like, eh, oh, I got to go to work. Oh, I'll fucking do this at work because I don't want to have to wash my hands ten times before I take this thing out. You know, Then it goes into a million thoughts. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take it out and change it now, and I'm not, I'm not even going to wear one to work, so I'm going to take it out. So I go to take the tampon out, and the string pops off, just rips off. It's a horrible pop. And sound effects done by Rini the Riri. Yeah, so the string just popped off, ripped off. And I, like, kind of fell back a little because I couldn't believe what just happened. So I like went and, and I sat completely on my butt and I was holding the string and I was like, oh shit, what am I going to do? I'm like, this is so embarrassing because half of the tampon is still stuck inside of me. So <laughs> I'm like, this is so embarrassing. What am I going to tell the doctor? I Hey, you know, you know that saying, you don't know your own strength. <laughs> like, dude, 
then I was getting nervous that like, then I started to like breathe out and start like push out. Like I was trying to have a baby because well, what I would assume is like what you would kind of do. And I just started like pushing and breathing because I was like, oh my God, what if this thing like makes its way up, you know, through my uterus and vulva and all there and like gets stuck in my intestines and like causes a worse problem. Like imagine that story. Like why were you out of work for so long, Irene? Like, oh, well, I ripped the string off my tampon, which then floated up my lower intestines, which caused a colon issue. I don't even know if I have a colon, but like it was horrible. So I took a deep breath and I said, let's do this. And I grabbed a pair of kitchen tongs, which wasn't my first choice. I was gonna grab the tweezers, but that seemed a little bit too S&M-ish for me. So uh, with my tongs and my Kegel muscles, I gave birth to an OB tampon, so. Yes, I know. Congratulations to me. Oh my gosh, OB tampons. For any of you that don't know what OB tampons are, that means like AKA if there are any men listening to this episode, which I won't be disappointed if there isn't, although I wish there would be, just so they could learn a few things in case they don't know it. Um, <laughs> it's a learning experience, you know? But, like, honestly, OB tampons, they are, like, they should be called the OG tampons. Like, original gangsters using these tampons. They are tampons without an applicator. An applicator is the plastic piece that helps you push the cotton piece inside and lets the, ha the string hang. Okay? The OB tampon doesn't have that little plastic contraption on it. You have to use... That's right, your own finger. Or your boyfriend's tongue, or whatever you're into these days. No judgment. But girls, am I right? If you were, say, in high school, and you got your period unexpectedly, because, you know, you didn't have your ovulation calendar, and your period tracker app, okay? This is before this. This was just you were sitting in science class one day and all of a sudden you started feeling them pains in that mid to low stomach area and your legs start feeling achy and you're like, shit, I brought my back bag without my tampons because I didn't think I was getting my period for like another three weeks. I was way off. So now you got to ask somebody else for a tampon. And the girl you ask, like a friend of yours, you're like, hey, I just got my period. Oh, and she's like, oh, oh my God, I'm sorry. You need a tamp? And I'm like, yeah, I do. And she's like, great, you're in luck. And she like rummages around her purse and she's like, got, pulls out her keychain that's got like a hippo stuffed animal hanging off of it and like 12,000 keys and you're like where the hell is this girl what is she a janitor late at night like what the hell is she doing so then finally she pulls out this like half size of a tampon it looks half of a tampon and she hands it to you and you realize that it's got the letters OB on it you're like oh man you realize two things 
One, I'm going to be bleeding all over myself because I'm not using this thing. And two, my girl's a hoe for show. Okay, because that friend was way ahead of you in the sex game. Because any girl in the ninth grade that was willing to stick their acrylic airbrushed French manicure nails up their visage to change their tamp and put it in and out, okay, they, they had already gotten to third base with some boys, okay? With the boys around here. So, yeah. I mean, with the exception of Obi, you know, tampons and pads have been my go-to my entire menstrual career. Uh, and you know what? They've been there for me through thick and thin. Through clotty and spotty. So I really never explored outside of those options, and uh, it really wasn't until I heard, overheard a girl I used to work with talking about how she had to go empty her cup. And, you know, being 35 and she's in her 20s, I'm thinking, you know, I don't really know all the slang, you know, like dead ass, like dead ass I know is big right now. I'm learning that, like, dead ass, and, like, you know, cap, no cap, I think that's the one Gab talked about, but I always thought I'm a little removed from that generation, not really sure what the uh, lingo uh, is nowadays, but going to empty her cup, you know, you gotta ask, I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, I wear a cup instead of a pad or a tampon. It's just like a little, you know, funnel-looking thing. And it's just a little cup, and you just pinch it and push it into your vaginal vortex or some shit. She got real technical on me, too, all of a sudden. And she's just like, yeah, you just stick your cup in there. And she's like, Pop your period cup in and let the blood run down, let the blood run down. Pop your period cup in and let your blood run down, blood run down. But then after that blood runs down, you gotta plunge that shit out of you. I mean, come on. How many times did you take this thing out and pull this plug from your vajish and the bathroom didn't look like a fucking murder scene. I mean, come on. There's no way. There's no way that thing's not messy. They say the way you t when when and what time and how flowish your period is is what can contribute it to being messy. Because you know, I was looking this shit up. Cause you know, it's got a lot of perks. It's got a lot of perks. I mean, I'm just scared shitless of it. Um, probably because I'm scared of change in general. I'm afraid of, you know, getting it stuck in there, you know? It's like, so, but I, I commend those that are able to be progressive and move forward and try things that are new. Um, because honestly, this is like a dream come true, right? It's something that can cost 30 to $50. It can last you up to 10 years. You know? it It's supposedly 
you have less cramps. I mean, it's a natural way besides birth control and Motrin and Advil and and Midol and all that stuff. It eliminates putting any of that in you. You know, it's got great, great reviews. And the girl I'm talking about, she was using it before I even read about this. She told me this a long time ago. And I remember just thinking like, whoa. I honestly thought she just had like a drip pan under there. You know? I didn't believe her about the cup and the virtual vortex and all that stuff. I was like, that sounds like a bunch of mumba jumbo. That sounds like a bunch of hippie crap. I don't know what you're talking about. All right? But like, I imagined her just having a little... Like a little metal drip pan. I don't know why it's metal. That's probably the worst thing you could have down there. <laughs> you know? Thank God the Tin Man wasn't Tin Woe Man. That would have been horrible when that time of the month came around. <laughs> I mean, this also, another part of this thing, you can wear it up to 12 hours. I feel like I'm selling this thing to you, and I'm really not. This is something I don't use. I don't endorse. I don't get paid to tell you about these things. It just amazes me. Amazes me because it has so many perks, yet my own personal fears and phobias will not allow me to progress to this thing. So honestly, if anybody has something, a good story, bad story about it, please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know about it because I'm very interested in knowing uh, the stories and the, and the positive and negatives and the sweet and salty of the Holy Grail of Cups. Apparently it holds more and there's no smell because it's being collected naturally. You know, but like everything, it's got its negatives. It can be hard to find the right fit for your vajijish, for your varabagaragindo garagargudo. Especially if you have kids, haven't had kids. It depends on what, how much your hole's been used, I guess. You know, and it can mess with certain IUD birth controls. So, that's important. You know, if you're going to use this thing, make sure you talk to your doctors first. Because, you know, don't just go off saying, oh, I'm going to drip in a cup now. You know, make sure you talk to your doctor first if you got the IUD birth control and she. You know, and I really, I do, I give you credit if you're using this. Um, I'm just not, I'm just, I'm just scared, honestly. You know, I'm not afraid to tell you. I'm, you know, I'm afraid of a lot of things, but I'm not afraid to tell you about my fears. So that's got to count for something, all right? I'm glad that there's innovators out there, you know, trying to help women deal with their flow better, trying to help you know, the atmosphere or the economy or what was it? The environment, I think the word I was looking for, you know? Because if you use a cup for 10 years, that's a hell of a lot of, le a hell of a, a hell of a lot of, hell of a lot of, hell of a lot of, that's a hell of a lot of less pads and tampons being put in the trash. And that's less toilet paper being used, wrapping up those sanitary items because if you're a real woman, you do. And if you don't, I don't know what to say to you. That's disgusting. Let this be a public service announcement, okay? Fuck everything else. When you got your period and you change your shit 
in a public place, do the considerate thing and wrap it up. Don't be the Angelina from Jersey Shore, right? Was it her or the other one? I don't even remember. It's disgusting. Don't do it. Nobody wants to see that shit, all right? If you're a woman, we know what it looks like, but we don't want to see it, okay? We don't want to see yours. We have to look at ours. <laughs> we have to look at ours. We don't want to look at yours. So wrap up your tampons, wrap up your pads. We don't want to see your bloody shit. Honestly, the cup, the menstrual cup thing, you know, really wasn't was like wasn't really that like caught me off guard as much as the ad that they have for it out now because they now have a disc out there and it's made of like this flexible material. It's like it looks like the top half of a magnifying glass, yet instead of glass, it's like you know, saran wrap because it can like be moved and it's pliable and flexible and you like pinch it and insert it into your vagina vortex or vulva fortitude or whatever and you, you stick it in there and you let it expand and instead of it being a cup, it's just like saran wrap basically, you know, and the big perk of this disc is that you can have sex on your period, mess-free period sex so they made this commercial and this ad about how this flexible menstruating contraption is all of these wonderful things it's good for the environment it saves you money it's better for cramps it's all these things but the best part about it is that you can have mess free period sex and in my brain, I'm like, you, how do you, like, bring that up, though? Like, I mean, I guess if it's your boyfriend and your, or your husband and you guys are comfortable with each other, like, that's cool. But, like, say if it's, like, a hookup and you have this, like, saran wrap in your magnif your saran wrapped magnifying glass in your toiseau. And, you know, the guy's like, yeah, let's get freaky, baby. And you're just like, yeah, okay, I can now, thanks to my saran wrap magnifying glass contraption thingy. But, um, yeah, it's going to feel like, you know, you're fucking a plastic bag. Like, <laughs> I don't even know if that's true. I guess the whole thing just really weirds me out, you know? Like, there, there's even period panties now, too. Which, I'm late to the game to know about this. Because period panties always meant to me, like, the period panties I was talking about earlier. That, you know, the spotting and all that from the pad moving. And then eventually they get holy and they're stained like brown by now. And they're ripped. And the band, the elasticity has just given up. And there's just no more elasticity. The ass of them hangs down. You know, but you ain't gonna throw those away. Those are your period panties, y'all might. That's what I thought period panties were. But no, there's actually a thing out there called period panties that are made to collect your menstruation and they look like normal panties. 
Now this, I can wrap my head around. Totally. You know what I'm saying? They have all different kinds of cute designs and shit out there. I was looking at them already. And I think, I don't know if I'd be wearing those when it's like heavy flow day. But like on those last few days, you know, when it starts to lighten up, you know, before it comes back, because that's what happens to me, right? I have it, then it tapers off, it goes away, and then it comes back, you know? But it doesn't just come back. Seriously, my period is like the Die Hard movies, you know? It comes back with a vengeance. Although, it's never really a good day to get your period. <laughs> Oh my goodness, it is, but so listen, if you're out there and you're looking for some new things to try, try the cup, try the period panties, and if you're feeling into it, try the little, the little, uh, disc thing they call it, the little magnifying saran wrap thing, you know, then you can have mess-free period sex, you know, <laughs> I'd love to meet that girl, but like, is that true, you know, because look, don't get me wrong, you know, you might get a little, get a little freaky. You might want to get a little freaky, freaky while you're on your period sometimes. Sometimes your hormones are raging. You know, I get that. You know, but between the bloating and the cramping and not wanting to kill everybody, mess-free period sex would be the last thing on my mind, huh? It's more like, it's like, hey, honey, uh... Gonna get a little something started tonight, and I'll be like, "Honey, don't come back for five to seven days." Well, that's my time, ladies, and I say just ladies because, well, we can figure that at this point. So please come take a break from the news and laugh with me, myself, and Irene. New episodes every Friday, streaming on Anchor, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, Breaker, and Overcast. Like and subscribe if you want your weekly dose of me, myself, and Irene. Keep it real. Keep it balanced. Keep it you. Namaste, bitches. Yeah! Thanks for listening. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind.